0: yeah, it's Monday, start of another week, right? All our weeks started yesterday with, with our Sunday read. My name is Charlotte, I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state of California, and that means that we can get to you no matter where you're at. It may take us a couple hours to get there, but uh, we will get to you. And we don't charge for our services. We are simply there to help you with whatever you think you might have going on and to help educate you about the paranormal. That's our job. We also have affiliates in Hawaii, Oregon, Washington, Nevada. So if you need help there, let me know. And you can find us all over Facebook. You can find find me on Instagram under ghostygal, all lowercase. You can also find us over at TikTok under California Haunts, and that's all lowercase. So, uh, you know, it's easy to find us. You can even find us on Twitter, and that's under Cal Haunts. Anyhow, tonight, hopefully our guest, uh, we're waiting on our guest right now. Our, our guest, G- Geraldina Roscoe, has been involved in the alien hybrid program for quite some time. But she didn't know it. She didn't know it until she had a, 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 a hypnotic regression done. And that's when she found out what had happened to her. So hopefully she get she comes very soon. In the meantime, if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see in here, be sure to like and follow because we're always looking for followers. If you're watching from YouTube, uh, do uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And that's the little ghost, the little ghost in the bottom right hand corner of the of, of the screen. And that ghost will clicking it on. That will pop up a red subscribe button. We have 479 subscribers right now, and It's kind of funny because we have over 450 videos, and they're all different topics. I'm a journalist, photojournalist, so I like to change it up all the time. So, yeah, so we have all kinds of different topics. So I think there's something there that that you will find that you like, because I don't always cover paranormal stuff. I cover other things as well. All right, so our guest is here, and I'm really excited to talk with her. I have heard her story from several people that I know, in uh, the paranormal industry and i was really excited to want to interview her and i really can't do justice to her story you know if i if i tell her story like 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 i started to about the regression the the, the regression she had um you know i just can't do justice the only people that can tell their stories are the people that actually experienced it so for without without any other delay let me bring geraldine in hi
1: hello
0: hi nice to meet you
1: so wonderful to meet you, and I'm so sorry about the delay. Thank you for your patience. Okay.
0: I have heard so much about you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's uh, hopefully good things. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> you have had quite the life. Interesting. Interesting experiences.
0: Yeah. Tell me about you so we can get this thing
1: started. All right. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, thank you for having me and for inviting me onto this awesome platform that you created. Um about me, well, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, um, and I I specialize in something called epigenetic uh, psychotherapy, and I'm a lifelong contactee, um, and I kind of uh, went into all of this uh, contact and consciousness field through my own spiritual work uh, starting in 2008. Uh, When i first started bay area meditation which is a corporate meditation company and i began to kind of focus on meditation on myself and that's how i began to ask questions about my own spiritual journey Mm -hmm. uh difficult questions that i wasn't finding answers for externally and this is how i kind of began to discover what dna reprogramming and deprogramming was. And in 2013, I had a really powerful life-changing experience. It's an interdimensional contact experience that shattered my paradigm and everything I thought was real. So from that moment on, um, activated psychic abilities in me, and it changed my perception about everything. So that's kind of in a nutshell, how I got into all of this, and um, I'm happy to dive into any questions.
0: Um. Can you tell me what, what your life-changing stuff was? I understand that your partner had passed away.
1: Yes, yes. So actually, that was actually one of the most powerful, I guess, uh, reasons for the questions that I was asking at the time. Mm-hmm. Um In 2008, my uh, fiancé, who was supposed to be my fiancé, passed away during Thanksgiving, actually around this time of year. And um, I guess when he passed away, it was so shocking to me that I began to question, you know, what does it mean to be a successful human? I mean, mm-hmm. you do everything right. You know, you go to the school, you get the education, you get you get the career, you get the job, you get the partner, um, and yet it, it doesn't always turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. And I felt at that point that I, I really had been living in some kind of fantasy about you know, what the roles of humanity are supposed to be as a woman, you know, in our society, everything, you know. So all of that began to kind of shatter for me as I began to ask these questions. And that kind of drove me into the asking, eventually, what is love? And that was actually one of the most powerful questions I asked. Um, After that, it turned into what is truth? Mm -hmm. And uh, answering those questions took me into um, discovering interdimensionality, And understanding that our reality is not just this solid experience that we're in, but it's very much an interdimensional, holographic type of co-creation that we're kind of experiencing. And, you know, we participate greatly in the things that we manifest. And if we don't understand how we end up, where we end up in our lives... Uh, we end up repeating patterns, patterns Mm -hmm. that have been brought down through generations, patterns that are going down through cyclical collective karma that is literally embedded in our DNA and in our subconscious mind. And along with that are these experiences of interdimensional contact. So that was very shocking to discover. And um, when I opened my support group for uh, experiencers, things got even more interesting because I began to connect with people around the world that were having contact, you know, just like me. And, Mm -hmm. and we began to kind of form, you begin to form a picture of our reality. That's totally the opposite of what we think is real.
0: What made you um, go in for a regression?
1: Yeah. So in 2017, when I had this experience, um, even though I'm a lifelong contactee, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to have a conscious experience because the experiences during my childhood were broken memories of experiences uh, missing time uh, strange physical and medical anomalies uh, combining with these strange dream state experiences Mm -hmm. so this experience that happened in 2017 uh, was actually physical being removed out of my room on board a craft, consciously awake through the entire thing. And, um, you know, it just, it, it was something that I couldn't deny at that point, right? So when I returned from that experience, if it wasn't for the activated psychic abilities, I don't think I would have even believed myself for having experienced such a powerful thing because it's just so, it's so paradigm shattering, you know, and there's, it's very hard to talk about this. So um, essentially, when I was on board the craft, I was introduced to hybrid children. Hybrid children, meaning these beautiful children that as soon as I connected with them, I recognized myself and I saw them and I realized that they were mine almost immediately. The moment that we locked eyes, I began to have memories of experiences that I've had with them, holding them, giving birth to them. Uh, onboard crafts and previous experiences, and many other memories that I started to have that from my contact experiences as a child, along with pregnancies that I became pregnant without being partnered, without being sexually active. So, all of these things in combination began, I, my life began to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, 2017 that I decided to get this hypnotherapy. Um, I'm sorry, the experience was in 2013. Uh-huh. This hypnotherapy was in 2017. Um, because I, I went to a MUFON, MUFON group, uh, support group, and I met someone, uh, which was the director of the support group. And she mentioned to me that hypnotherapy was a really great way to recover some of these memories. So when I found Alba Weinman, who was my first hypnotherapist, um, I was also in the process of of meditation for a very long time, bringing myself continuously into that kind of zero neutral point to the point where I began to channel a lot of information. So when I was taken into the hypnotherapy, I asked what is the purpose of the hybridization program? Uh, Why am I part of it? Why are there other people that are experiencing it? And I began to see a map. I was shown a map and going beyond time to the origin of life being seated on this planet. And I actually saw how these beings uh, combine genetically genetics, uh, basically alien genetics with human genetics to create what we know as a human race. And essentially these very, very powerful bloodlines being preserved and genetically modified in order to create, you know, what we know as the different uh everything from different blood types to different cultures to different um, physical um, expressions are all a part of this genetic modification. And they also speak to the alien uh, DNA that we all might have within us. So, you know, it, it, all this information that I'm explaining to you, Uh, we can go in depth in in just a moment you know because it is very complex and it's not very easy to just uh you know flighty uh, just talk about things like this on the surface level um because there's a lot to understand but it i i have done a series of hypnotherapies and i also became a hypnotherapist as a result of this um in order to better understand you know are we going through a collective psychosis you know or are we Genuinely having these unique experiences individually around the world that are quite similar, you know, what what is occurring so that that was my point of interest with the hypnotherapy.
0: It's absolutely fascinating to me. And what what I can't even imagine is waking up in the morning and realizing you're pregnant when you haven't had any relationship with with, with someone that could get you pregnant
1: yes, yes, and and the first time that I became pregnant, so uh just to give you an idea, I come from a very conservative um, background, not not religious, necessarily. My grandparents were very religious, but my parents were very spiritual, and we were raised in a very Uh, I guess, educated, focused on culture and art, and also exploring and experiencing many religions since I was a child, you know. So it was interesting because my parents really uh, pushed us to study and to learn and to find our own answers. Mm -hmm. But Yet, uh, the conservative part, you know, was pretty strong in my early upbringing. So at the age of 16, when I lived in South America, I went to an all-girls Catholic school because it's a private school and it was one of the best there. Um, and I, I, it was during that time, uh, at the age of 16, that I had my first contact experience where I was, uh, had missing time. I was walking back home in the cobblestone street and the next thing i know i'm being drawn into this black um, dark empty space and then out of nowhere begins to emerge these beings uh with this interesting chair like metallic chair where i would have to sit down and i experienced a first insemination a mechanical insemination where genetic data was taken out of my body and then seated but you see, at that time, I didn't understand anything. I was very, very innocent. I didn't understand what was happening. Um, I became pregnant, and obviously, started to show symptoms pretty quickly, becoming sick. And my uncle, who was a doctor, would would tell me, you know, you have some kind of stomach flu. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a little bit of a fever. You're, you know, you're you're having nausea, um, achy body, all these things, all of the symptoms. And within a couple maybe three, four weeks, then I experienced having this miscarriage without the fetus. So that was the first time. And um, the thing about this is that, you know, every time that I would have this being impregnated, it was combined with a pretty powerful uh, memory of being in the hospital with some kind of ailment that they could not understand what it was. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I was taken to the hospital, reviewed, you know, looked at, uh, they did a, um, what is it called? The sonogram to see what was happening. And they discovered that I had scarring within the womb uh, as if I had had other children already, or if I had already been sexually active, but I was still intact. hmm Okay so so that was just confusing for the doctor didn't understand what that was about um I had cysts as well that were highly developed uh they uh, he said it would be something from a much older woman mm-hmm. um so you know but but obviously we didn't think anything of it right yet we w- weren't sure yet what to make of that it happened again you know uh years later when I was about uh 22 uh 24 and then several years um, but each time I had not been with a partner. And it was very interesting because then I ended up at the hospital with some anomalous disease. The doctor said, it seems like an amoeba, but we can't identify what kind of amoeba. And if you don't get something to take care of that, you're going to uh, die in, in about two two months because you're going to be dehydrated and all these things. So obviously began to take all kinds of medications, became extremely allergic to everything. At this point, I cannot even take painkillers, any kind of drug. Um, And it just disappeared from one day to the next. I had this dream about the being coming to me, shining a golden light on my body. And from one thing to the next, completely cured, went to the doctor, completely confused. I don't know what happened. I'm really glad that you're not sick anymore, but I don't understand why you're well, all of a sudden. Okay. So those kinds of events that happen, you know, those are things that you could not be explained. And with our regular mind, you know, we don't really link them to ET contact until you begin to look at the symptoms. Right. And the things that, 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 uh, the parallel events that occur. And my case is not special. There are thousands of men and women that experience similar things, similar process, similar events, side effects not only physical but also psychological you know so so yeah it's, it's a very interesting phenomena
0: so they're taking women or girl well teenagers rather and women impregnating them somehow and then when the baby gets to a certain age you know cer- certain certain gestation age they're taking they're taking you back and removing the children
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah. So so this process is is very important to talk about because when we think of a a, a baby or a, a new organ organism becoming coming into life we are talking about the vessel in which is held a soul the life force that brings life to this new organism this new being. And this is really really important because that is actually what what this whole program is about. It is about the cultivation of life force, the management and the genetic modification of of data, which is encoded within our DNA. We are incredibly complex human beings that are not just navigating the physical realm. We're actually actively interacting in many dimensions simultaneously. And we are not even aware of it Until we begin to activate our intuition or, you know, other heighten our senses, that we begin to realize that we are very, you know, interacting in very busy spaces at all time. So if you take that into consideration, this whole non-physical realm plays a big role, actually larger role than our physical life. In fact, the majority of these experiences tend to happen when we are in dream state or we're astral projecting and a lot of people don't remember their memories they have just little bits in what we call marker memories of events or experiences before they have missing time or Mm -hmm. or in these experiences when they're having these contact Mm -hmm. so uh, how the hybridization program works essentially it starts at an early age usually around the age of five uh, in which genetic data is taken from the body and created what we know as implants. And implants are bioetheric. They utilize the D- the DNA of the human. And so it becomes an organic technology that is binding to the physical and also the etheric layers of the body. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that is to kind of monitor, I guess, uh, track and connect and communicate with the person because these events of missing time and also what we know as, you know, contact experiences are highly orchestrated. It's not just the experiencer that is participating in these events, it's also the people around them. Oftentimes, events are orchestrated where contactees are made to come together and sometimes they experience collective contact experiences or what people want to call abductions. I don't like to call them abductions, Mm -hmm. but they have these experiences. Okay. And even partnerships, people that are married or that are sleeping together, um, there are occasions where they completely freeze or encapsulate an event where the other partner will not be woken up. Doesn't matter what you do, um, you know, but the person that is experiencing is completely immersed in the experience. So as you can see it affects more than just the human and these implants allow for the access of the navigation of these fields you know so um, after the implants then at the time of maturity of the human uh, they they do the implantation the first implantation or insemination mm-hmm. and um you this can be mechanical with uh mechanical inserting, uh, it's something that looks like a a needle that goes in through the uterus. Sometimes it goes in through the belly button. There are many different ways that this is uh, done, but it's mechanical. Uh, There's also another way in which scenarios are created for a union. And sometimes these scenarios between an alien being and a human, or um, uh, it can be, or interdimensional, or another human with a human, And these are very carefully selected beings because of their DNA that are a resonant match in order to carry out whatever agenda they're trying to carry out with the mixing of that DNA. So those genetics will combine to create the third, the the child. And oftentimes the genetic modification doesn't end in the union. Oftentimes there are other visitations because the genetic modification is done with other DNA as well perhaps alien or other being DNA species. So the child that is created is a collection, is a cocktail essentially of DNA. And the purpose of that is in order to sustain a certain kind of vibrational frequency, okay? Because essentially our DNA and what we're made up of creates our vibrational frequency. And it allows us to access different dimensional planes It allows us to access information about our ancestral history and interconnects us in a very specific way to our uh, human experience. Um, So just really briefly after the insemination, there's the gestation process, then there is an extraction, and then there is a presentation. So the reason why we have this specific order is that after speaking to thousands of women, not just myself, but other researchers, we found the same parallels that this is the process of the hybridization program. Um, So I'll stop right there if you have any questions.
0: Why are they doing this program? What's the purpose of it?
1: Yeah, so uh, to understand that, you know, we really need to go into the question about what is DNA, what is so valuable about this DNA, you know, the genetic modification process, essentially DNA, in, in one tablespoon of DNA, if you can imagine, we are holding the world's history. The data, the entire world history, every event, every minute of it, if you can imagine. So one tablespoon, how much of that information do we have within our physical bodies? We store, there was just a study that was published recently about how we store memory in the body. Uh, up to 10 years past, we are storing that emotional memory. So all of this memory is not localized in one part of the brain or one part of the body. Mm-hmm. The entire body is a network It's a hologram of memory systems, and they are self-organized very intelligently by vibrational frequency. So this information is valuable because it allows historical data. It also allows, um, because the way that we are structured, our physical bodies, uh, we are made up of energy systems, okay? And uh, let me put it this way, we have the chakra system in the body, and the chakra system are centers of energy, they're vortices, vortices of energy that are spinning that contain information. And I guess the beautiful mathematical geometric expression that we all seem to have in common, all organisms, animals, um, and things, share this fractal, mathematical of the golden ratio the form in which there is creating a spiral pattern so that spiral pattern is how information is best condensed in an intelligent manner so that is essentially what our dna is but it's also the way that life force moves through our physical bodies in a coil motion it's also the way that we are moving in the universe. We are we are spiraling, okay? So why is that important? Because that we navigate the physical realm uh, is a constant experience, and it is the collection of experiences. And not only physical, but non-physical. When we go to sleep, We have the ability to leave the physical body and we navigate in these non-physical planes what we know as dreams. And even though our dreams might seem insignificant to us, actually the brain has a way of protecting itself and also processing data the less conscious we are in a format that we can digest it. But in reality, we're navigating in these realms, interacting with other aspects of ourselves interdimensionally. So it's in these spaces that is expressed other aspects of our DNA. Perhaps the dark DNA, what we call junk DNA, is essentially expressing within the hologram in the field. And this field is called the morphogenetic field. It is the self-organized instruction manual that defines how information best forms into the physical so um, DNA holds all this information and we also hold within our ancestral lineage, not just physical data or, or, or you know from the human experience, our ancestors from the human experience, because all of that is encoded in the karmic cyclical reincarnation cycle and that reincarnation cycle is designed in order to sustain life within a matrix, a holographic system. So the the entire, program of procreation Mm -hmm. is inheriting programs and belief systems that sustain humans in a very specific vibrational frequency under specific kind of programming okay so if you think of that it's the same for these beings these organisms that are being created are genetically modified because within genetics is programming And if you combine a higher dimensional being or some kind of other dimensional being with a human, you begin to have to give this being, this new being, access to information of their interdimensional aspects. So let's say you're combining a Pleiadian with a human. So -hmm. this human is going to begin to have access to all the information of Pleiadian history, including the archetypal Um, You know, subconscious programming and vibrational frequency, um, healing abilities up and down the scale, good and bad. The human has access to that. So we essentially are learning how we are one. We are one interdimensionally. And the hybridization program is essentially an interdimensional extension of that. These hybrids are oftentimes put into the reincarnation cycle, which is you and I. You know so the hybridization program is for both terrestrial and interdimensional. I'll stop right there.
0: so this is all very fascinating to me and and is it because they that, that that's that, that's what they lack is that is that what they're going for because i mean when you when you see stories about these things, they're not emotional you know the, the, these aliens so is is they're doing this because they lack that that, that type of thing?
1: ability to procreate. Um, yeah, this is a very common uh, idea, but I don't tend to prescribe to that idea as as much in in the same way that many people do, because there are many histories and stories about galactic wars and things like this. Now, what I tend to see just by what I've experienced uh, is 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 that if we look at things from a broader perspective, you begin to notice that we kind of tend to want to categorize things through filters of the human mind, and things like war, things like uh, not being able to procreate, is very much a human idea. Interdimensional beings can manifest things into form just out of thought, so it's not really about the survival of these races. Okay, okay. it it is really about the allocation of life force. Mm-hmm. Wherever a soul is born, it is a a, a portal vortex into the axis of source. And source is infinite potential. So with that, depending on the intention behind the program, it can be utilized for the productive Mm co-creation of the collective whole or the destruction. And there are both of those programs. The government has uh, hidden... Hybridization program as well, the dark government, the shadow government, of which is the one that is the global government that manages all of these kind of occult programs, hidden uh, governmental programs. And these hybridization programs are managed by the Nuclear Biological Warfare Department. Okay, and, and so it's, it's, if you think about that, uh, it's very interesting because they not only are utilizing human DNA. Uh, for example companies like 23 and me and all of these uh, you know genetic companies that store DNA data are being used for many reasons there is, there are many studies about the information that is being pulled from those pools of information and they're not always utilized for the best reason there have also been historically many eugenic programs that are have an ideal of the best blood types blood, bloodlines that are to preserve humanity and those have caused several wars illnesses viruses that are man-made through our history um, targeted specifically at certain for certain groups okay so all of these things uh, including the food that we eat uh, the water that we're drinking um, uh, you know all kinds of things that make up our what we think as reality are all participating in some of these things so we have to be paying very close attention uh, to how we're interacting in this world but they all play a role in either the suppression of dna which means the suppression of consciousness because here's what happens our dna because of its holographic design Mm -hmm. when we stay in a state of fear we can we are paralyzed we cannot co-create we cannot manifest we cannot tune into our intuitions we cannot activate our higher faculties and that is the best way to turn uh, organic consciousness into a robot like artificial intelligence okay so if you create a holographic system that supports the suppression of dna and the suppression of consciousness it's very easy to maintain its human subjects procreating unconsciously, which also has an effect, and reincarnating unconsciously. Both of these, procreation and reincarnation unconsciously, uh, go against the natural expansion and potential of the human, that that human has a potential of reaching. And um, one of the ways that a human can actually create is when they come into a bliss state, when the human begins to come into a state of unconditional love for themselves and everything, they begin to activate their vortex. And that vortex is opening source access. So who is targeted mostly in these programs are usually people that have opened their source access through many generations, Okay, it creates this explosion of life force not only at the time of conception, but anytime someone has a Kundalini awakening or this uh, incredible transmutation of a heavy emotion into a high emotion, it Mm -hmm. charges our blood, it charges the energy, and it creates variations and mutations in our DNA. And that over time becomes a very valuable database of information. So usually those are the ones that people that are more psychic um, usually are the ones that, you know, are quite used uh, for these programs more so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so I guess the reason for these programs are, again, it's sustaining a matrix. If you have lots of these reincarnation of unconscious people agreeing to these interactions, you're going to just keep going. But if the human wakes up, we can interfere with these programs and take back our power and essentially begin to affect in free will.
0: This is that explains a lot of the ones uh, the stories you hear about uh, it being generational with, with families you know yes. where, where it goes way it goes way back to the grandmother being taken and the mother being taken and the father father being taken and the kids are taken
1: right. Exactly. And it's one of the most amazing things because, uh, you know, I I thought when I first uh, learned about these things, Mm -hmm. uh, it was through my personal experience because in 2013, when I was taken on board craft, my aunt uh, was on the craft in her nightgown, completely unconscious, walking directly in front of me. And Mm -hmm. as I'm trying to call her name out, you know, obviously she can't hear me. Mm -hmm. um, But It wasn't until the film of my participation in the hybridization came out extraordinary. The seeding. it's a documentary about hybridization came out in 2017 that we had a conversation with my family about these experiences. Right. Because until that time I had only told my parents and my partner at the time. And, um, and then I, I was invited to speak about these experiences. It went from zero to a hundred pretty quickly. Um, but it turns out that during that same night that I had the experience in 2013, she ended up at the hospital the next day because she had a dream that a being came and injected the back of her head. Okay. So she had. She also recalls other contact experience. And when we talked to my other aunts, they also had similar experiences. My grandmother had many sightings. My father had many sightings. So you begin to realize, gosh, you know, how much, how Many of us are having experiences that we're not even having these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, because we're too ashamed or we feel like it's ridiculous, you know, um, and it's such a complex topic that it's hard to just dive into these experiences and you don't even know the language, you don't even know how to describe what you experience. Right. But it's important that we have these conversations, you know, right. so more of us learn. Yeah.
0: You know what struck me when you talked about uh, the big needle? Yeah. Is, I was thinking of Barney and Betty Hill.
1: Okay. The yeah. film
0: that they showed the, the, when they when they pulled that needle out and stuck it through oh, her. that's neighbor. right.
1: That's right. Exactly.
0: Tests, but maybe they were trying to see if she was still fertile at that point or something, you know, whatever that was for. Because she she cause she wasn't very young at that point when she got taken. Yes. But it always put an impression on me as a kid because for some reason, and I'm gonna admit this on the air, I think I've been taken quite a bit. And for okay. some reason I'm paranoid about my navel. Mm, interesting. I've
1: since I was a kid. Interesting. You
0: know, yeah, have...
1: that's really interesting that it can have many implications because the navel is also the solar plexus. It's the center yeah. of personal self-empowerment. So there's so much symbolism and the intelligence that these beings are operating on. You know, it transcends our, our limited understanding. There's a reason for everything. But, you know, she's not the only one that experienced that. I mean, I have... Hundreds of women that tell me about the needle in the navel mm-hmm. uh, during these insemination programs and experiences. Um, there are many ways. Also, people people develop traumas to medical procedures, you know, having lights above them. And I mean PTSD, not just a little fear or anxiety um, that changes their lives to the point where they can't go to the doctor anymore or they can't go to the dentist anymore or they can't, uh, you know, have uh, intimate relationships anymore. I, I had a gentleman years ago that was working for the stock exchange that was going mad because he thought he thought, you know, he thought he was going crazy. He he was having these dreams of constantly being taken on board craft and being made to intercourse with another beautiful being. And he he would wake up with side effects, both physical markings and also, you know, uh uh biological uh liquids left around his body okay so it it was very shocking for him and he didn't he didn't know what to do it just kept happening and and to the point where he couldn't find a partner he and when he did he could not Uh, be able to connect with them. So the moral of that story, and and what's really important here, because I want to make sure that when we talk about hybridization, we don't go into a state of fear, terror, and paralysis. Because essentially, what we're talking about this for is for the humans to understand the incredible power that they have in taking back the sovereignty not only physical, but interdimensional. Because, And here's the other thing I want to add to what you said. The hybridization program isn't only affecting the physical body. It is also accessing your you interdimensionally. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not at the age of uh, reproduction, in, in the human age, we have fractals of ourselves interdimensionally that can still be utilized for the hybridization program. Okay, you believe that so fractals of yourself in other dimensions can be accessed for the hybridization program. It's all yeah, and yeah, and it's all about our DNA like they can take just, you know, a couple cells of your body from there is is encoded the entire database of DNA, which can be utilized to replicate to uh, replicate and create another human being. So it's not required too much for that. But I, I will say this, and something very powerful that I discovered is that we are so interconnected with one another, even with the hybrids that we create, that we can transmute. We have this incredible alchemical power of transmutation. What is transmutation? Anytime we change from something from a lower density into a higher density, and the vibrational frequency and so we can do that with our emotions with our physical body we can do that with how we affect space and time around us and we can do that with the hybrids that we create and even our children so if we if we become a high vibrational being we can affect our environment in a powerful way that begins to change the dna of our offspring of our children not only physical but interdimensional and that gives us a portal way through the children and access into the extension of our light in this universe. That's something that is not talked about. Um, it's a profound topic. I mean there's so much more. I mean there's there's also how do you how do you create uh, a super DNA activated child? is when you conceive the child through the cultivation of your own sexual life force, like like they do in Taoist alchemical sexual practices, that Mm -hmm. those practices have been hidden away for a long time. But for those in the ancient days, the Druids, the ancient Egyptians, ancient Mayans, Aztecs, you name it, around the world, the ancient cultures practiced the, the cultivation of sexual life force for a reason because when you do that it creates this incredible implosion within your field in where you can access higher bands of light therefore the child that's being created becomes very psychic self-healing and access into other dimensional aspects of themselves consciously you know so that's the point so there's different ways in which we can affect our reality
0: question i have is i know within my family my mother had psychic had psychic abilities. I have psychic abilities. I know my grandfather, my grandmother was a clairvoyante, so she obviously had some kind of abilities. Do, do do you find when talking to people about all this that that psychic abilities do run in the family?
1: Yes, absolutely. And this is actually really interesting because um, uh, we find uh, ancestrally. You know, I work with clients every single day doing something called DNA reprogramming, and also hypnotherapy. And it's really through DNA reprogramming that we begin to look at our ancestor connections and the patterns that we're holding. Okay. And what we find is that those that have a lot of psychic ability in this lifetime are inheriting those abilities from great grandmother, you know, great great ancestor, and so on and so forth. And we've also been cycling in our past lives, which I call simultaneous lives. Mm -hmm. as these grandmothers, as these great ancestors, it is us, it is ourselves. Um, and that is all encoded in our DNA. So it is, it, 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 alongside with that is the connection with the ET experience because great grandmother was also talking about that. And, you know, um, nowadays, uh, it's It's very hard for us because back in the days, you know everything was kind of recorded, it was written or there was art created in, in order to document these things. Right. But with the information technology, you know things have changed a lot in how we do that. So I think it's really important for us to document our experiences because as we do that, we access more memory of of our collective ancestral experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something else I want to say, but I forgot. anyway, uh, go ahead, <laughs> sorry.
0: Um you, know, you, you 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 said that after the process of having the child that they present the child to you what why is that
1: okay wonderful question yeah so this is also really powerful now there's a study scientific study for us humans and and animals mm-hmm. um other living organisms that when when the child is born um there is an imprinting emotional imprinting that takes place that actually when when the baby is born and it's taken away from the mother and there's very little contact from those first couple hours of birth and even even first couple years of the child, if there's very little contact, usually the child has a hard time developing strong emotions, a self-identity, and also health-wise. They tend to be, even in size and stature, they're shorter um, and they don't develop as well as children that are close, kept close to the mother. And there is this emotional imprinting. So this is true for all, even animals, uh, animals uh, and humans. And it is the same for these beings, that the imprinting process is important. The children know very well in, in most every single case that I've heard about the presentation process, the children, it's almost as if they know they're prepared to meet their mother, and that it's going to be just a moment of interaction. There is a locking of the eyes, an exchange, an activation, a memory, and, and then they are just separated. That's it, that's all that's required. So I think that it's a biophysical, uh, important process to the development of these hybrids.
0: Um, yeah. Now you said also that when, when, when you went aboard, you would be shown hybrids. Uh, could they possibly have been your children?
1: yes they were absolutely my children in fact when i when i saw them uh, they're out of eight little lights they showed they manifested four of them in front of me and uh, one of them had this strange uh, glass kind of curly hair incredible blue eyes about the size of our ocular socket um, and very frail grayish white bluish skin color uh, but when i made eye contact with that child it was just undeniable the way that they would he would move his eyes the way that he would move his face the way that he would connect because it was telepathic communication but Mm -hmm. he had body gestures you know it was like watching myself and it was just like you know you get like this flash and these you know your hair sticks up on the tip of it um you know it's just it's so shocking and immediately began to have memories of having that child being with that child um and there was a There was two boys, one tall that was older, and he was mixed with a reptilian. He had strange, almost scaly-like skin, greenish kind of tone of skin. And the other two girls, uh, one of them had brown hair, incredibly blue-purple eyes, and the other one had blonde hair. Now this blonde-haired little girl It was shocking to me because I recognized her. When I was a child, I had this incessant, reoccurring dream that my mother would come out of this big, bright light and she would be holding the child, presenting it to me. And I thought this is going to be a sister when I get older or, you know, or it's going to be my own child when I grow up. I, I wasn't sure, but it was just constant every night. Same thing. It was that little girl it was that little girl that was presented to me. So when I saw it, you know, I was just, oh my gosh. And, and this is part of the phenomena. A lot of um, what these experiences and dreams, that's why we have to pay attention. Uh, they utilize family members, they utilize deities, they utilize all kinds of beings, which we are close to or we relate to, in order to carry out a lot of these events. Whether it's whether it's just the procedure in the physical body, whether it's the insemination, whether it's the extraction or the presentation, they oftentimes will screen image some of these family members. And you might think it's your mom, dad, father, uncle, Jesus, and it's actually these beings, you know? So that's another very common aspect of this uh, program.
0: I have heard that. I've I've heard that. In fact, there's a gentleman that's going to be on Thursday night that talked about that, that when he got a, when they took him aboard, his aunt was there. His, his deceased oh. aunt was there. Or his, oh, wow. His father was there, okay. and he was really confused. And then he realized that it was like a hologram that he was looking at, you know, of his deceased father. And I've heard those stories from from women too, where yes. they say that they were met by a very beautiful man, you know, and then yes. that's how they copulated with with the alien. Yes. You know, so it, it, it's it's absolutely fascinating to hear this stuff. And I was wondering, and you answered my question for me because I was wondering about the different types of aliens. Are they, you know, are, are, are they kind of, you know, reproducing with humans? And you answer that with, about the reptilian child. So that's right.
1: Yes, that's right. And, and actually the, the interesting about it and where things get even more complicated is that um, it's very hard to discern the intention behind the different programs. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, source, the way that source functions, it is one with all and when you operate at the highest laws of source you don't interfere in any other living organism you allow and you hold space okay that's that's the wisdom and the intelligence of being one with all uh-huh. it isn't until you reach the lower states of consciousness that you become parasitic that you become dependent and you require some kind of exchange so in my opinion beings that exist within the dimensions and we exist in infinite dimensions but within this matrix it seems to be 13 main dimensional planes most popularly because we have many um, in which we're interacting with different kinds of species every I mean there are hundreds of species, but most commonly people connect with Lyrans, Pleiadians, Arcturians, Reptilians, Draconians, uh, blue beings, bird-like beings, and all of these, these species, these main species, really truly don't represent species. They represent vibrational frequencies. Because in a lot of these hybridization craft, many uh, men and women claim to see com- combination mantids, I forgot about the mantids, um, which are very much involved in the sciences and the biology and genetic modification, you know. Uh, And I tend to see a lot of these hybridization crafts will have reptilians, will have mantids, will have humanoid Pleiadian types. So it is a cocktail, you know, it is not just one. And I also know that these hybridization crafts are remote moved by other main mother crafts that are primarily reptilian draco, uh, draco reptilians. So I, I mean, I've I've spoken with, at this point, thousands of people that have these contacts and, and we seem to form a picture, you know, of, of what this is. A lot of these darker programs are connected with draco reptilian and their primary uh purpose is to create militaristic type of artificial suppression of consciousness programs and it's very similar to our terrestrial program in fact they are working together. They are interconnected because a lot of these my lab experience military abductions mm-hmm. um, in which these uh, chemicals are inserted into the body, insemination, same thing. Hybridization program um, is different in that the experience is, is, feels like you're underground. It feels like you're in some kind of clinical, more hospital-like setting, uh, some older setting like in the 50s, bunker, underground it's different than these interdimensional experiences where people see light everywhere, interdimensional holograms, high technology. So the procedures are different for each one of those programs, but for the terrestrial many times, uh, people claim seeing, uh, army, army, um, uh, what is it called? Military presence as well as Draco reptilians. So, yeah, there's so much that we can talk there, but I'll, I'll end there.
0: I knew a gentleman in Placerville who, in fact, that I wasn't into this stuff, you know, and as a newspaper reporter, you're kind of cynical. And I remember him telling me about the president's sure. knowing about the wars up above us because there's aliens that are at war and the presidents are aware of it. And I used to think, OK, dude, just go over there, you know. <laughs> but now that I've been doing this for as long as I have, you know, as a paranormal investigator, yeah. I believe this stuff. I, I, I believe that I have been taken quite a few times. Do you still get taken?
1: Yes, yes I do. Um but my agreements have changed tremendously. Um I have experienced being part of the hybridization again uh in 2000 I think 18. And it was after a near death experience. Mm-hmm. In fact, my near death experience was kind of like a rewriting of my agreements. Mm-hmm. Um and then shortly after that had another experience but um yes i have contact with different things all the time you know when you're awake you're awake and and, and that's the one thing i want to mention that all of these experiences we don't want to run away from them we want to dive into them because running away is the suppression of consciousness it's the suppression of your dna it's the paralysis of your expansion when we dive into these experiences the the idea is to become friends with the unknown master our emotions our fears in the face of unknown and we want to do that in all dimensional layers Mm -hmm. uh, because we we're essentially we're preparing for death right when we leave this life what are you going to do are you going to reincarnate back or are you going to explore something else because everything is an exploration it's a learning experience there's no uh, right or wrong way to live this experience
0: absolutely so, what's next for you?
1: Um, yeah. So, I have some really exciting conferences coming up. Is is this what you mean, or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. No, you were alien babies. I'm kidding. I'm, so I'm not sure
1: which one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I have some really exciting events coming up. Um. I do host, I have a YouTube channel that you can join us. We have amazing challenges on there and, and you can subscribe to Geraldine Roscoe. and uh, we have Ascension Conference coming up on in uh, uh, April 21st to the 23rd of next year and that's in person in San Diego. So I would really love to meet you. Um, uh, JJ Hertak and Desiree is going to be there, Carolyn Corey, Linda Moulton Howe, Adam Apollo, Alan Steinfeld, um, and many, many more. And this is produced by Neil Gar and uh, Joan of Angels. Um, I'm also going to be speaking at the Biomed Expo, um, and this is uh, March 24th to the 26th. So I really invite you guys to come check us out. This is, again, an in-person event. It's in Los Angeles. Lots of in-person things, again, thankfully, next year. Uh, we'll also be in the UK in the late summer um, and in Egypt next year. So I really invite you to join me. And uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure oh to gosh, be here.
0: been it's, it's one of the most interesting shows I've done in a long time.
1: Yeah. okay that's great i would
0: love to That'd have be be... you want to it, talk to you more about this i mean we could go hours mm-hmm. and hours with this stuff
1: yeah I, for sure
0: you know that, that, that would be great um but i do appreciate you coming on because I, I know you're busy you've got both your businesses going or yeah you, you know what anyway, i mean you got your business and you have got other things going so yes I, I, really busy so i really i really appreciate it can you tell everybody how to find you
1: Yes, uh, if you'd like to get a DNA reprogramming with me or uh, hypnotherapy, uh, you can connect with me at Um And if you are an experiencer, would like to learn more about ET contact in the hybridization program or not, you can join our international group at hybridmother.com. We have amazing special workshops once a month. Uh, we just recently had a telepathy training program. And we're going to do remote viewing and light language channeling next. So you can go ahead and join any of those. Um, yeah. And it's just great to connect with you all. Thank you so much. Happy to be thank, of service.
0: Thank you. And you have a great Thanksgiving. And yes, you like too. I said, I, I, I want to invite you on again. I do. I would love to. I would, love,
1: like to. Awesome. I I would love to. Thank you so awesome. much.
0: Take all right, care. Geraldine. Thank you so much and have, have a great week and all that. All right. Thank bye-bye. You. Bye. Okay, guys, that was some incredible information, and uh, yeah, that was terrific. I don't, I don't know about you, but my mind is kind of doing this stuff, right? Tomorrow, we're kind of shifting gears. We'll be back at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, and it's going to be kind of interesting. Dr. Greg Forth is going to be with us. He's an archaeologist, and uh, like I said, they tell their stories better than I do, but from what I'm understanding is he studies ancient man. And he was out on an island, on this on this remote island, and there's stories on this island about there being ancient men, you know, I'm not going to say the missing link, but you know what I mean, just ancient men that lived there. And so he's gone out and done a lot of study on this, he's going to be talking about that tomorrow. And I'm not talking about, like, Bigfoot or anything like that. These are actually ancient, ancient men. So that'll be tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. But I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. This was a cool show. This was an awesome show. And uh, I can't wait to have her on again. I'm definitely going to get her back on again. Anyway, um, news. Okay, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Also, if you like what you heard tonight and you're listening from Facebook, please be sure to hit that like button and that follow button. If you're watching from YouTube and you like what you heard, Please hit that subscribe button, and that's that little ghost that's down there at the bottom right-hand corner of the page. And you can also uh, join me over at uh, Instagram uh, to under gal at underghostygal on Instagram, and you can find us at TikTok as well under California Haunts, lowercase. Anyway, I want to thank everybody again. I do have her contact information for you if you guys are interested in that, and uh, she's got a lot of information on her on her uh, web pages about this, about you know what she went through and stuff. But uh, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight, and I will see you tomorrow at 6.30. So here is the contact information, you guys. So you got websites, bayareameditation.com, and the other one is hybridmother.com. Okay. All right. Once again, thank you all for coming tonight. And I know we went an hour early, and uh, it worked out. All right. I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Bye, guys.